And what's up, everyone? My name is Scott Condelmo. I'd like to welcome you to High Angle Sprain. It's a sports podcast, formerly the Southwest Florida Sports Report. I'm joined to my left and right by David Farrell, my brother Jeff Condelmo, and also my friend Justin Rafone, who you guys might remember from the Southwest Florida Sports Report. They better remember me. I hope so. I was the talent. But let's go I ahead. Let's let's welcome. Let's go ahead and welcome Dave to his first ever uh, podcast that he's airing with us and shooting with us. So this is this this is going to be a good flow here. We got this. What up, rolling. people? But uh, <laughs> see that fucking bird. Yeah, that's, that's actually a squirrel. We're shooting from that's my a squirrel. Yeah, we're shooting from my back porch. Actually, if everyone has to know, it's we're kind of taking things out of the room. Yeah, we're tonight. trying to be real Florida, yeah, very Florida esque. Uh, you know, outdoors. It's, 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 nice. it's a beautiful. It's a beautiful Florida evening here in March, and uh, we'd like to we'd like to kick things off the right way. But you know, diving into the the, the sports theme of things right off the top, uh, it's been a, it's been a long time coming for Major League Baseball and its free agency offseason. Uh, you know, spring spring training is just getting going. Um, we finally have some movement. Manny Machado signed with the San Diego Padres a couple weeks ago uh, for a 10-year, $300 million deal. And then as of a couple days ago, Philadelphia signed Bryce Harper for uh, to a 13-year deal worth $330 million. I'd just like you guys to comment a little bit about not only Major League Baseball free agency, but, you know, what, are the, what do these deals mean for baseball? And, what, and speaking in terms of how many – long-term crazy money deals you've seen in the past, how does this relate? You want to go first, Justin? Yeah, I'll, I'll start off. I think something that we've talked about recently uh, and something that I've been pretty pretty keen on is that uh, a lot of people want to make a big deal that these players aren't signing as quick as they think they should, and it makes it seem like the, the free agent market is drying up. But as we see with these two, the big time names are going to get their money. They might have to wait a little longer than usual, uh, but they still get these mega contracts. Everybody wants to kind of complain about how Harper could have got a better um, average annual salary, but for three hundred uh, for thirteen years, I think he went with a more secure route. But yeah, I think I think these players are just going to get their money and get their years, and I think it's a, a lot of it's being overblown because it's not happening right away. I think it's interesting that you sort of see in baseball compared to the other sports right now, especially when I'm thinking, you know, as I'm saying this, I'm thinking about the NBA where I think there's been a much more of a contrast where they, you know, the NBA teams or the NBA players, I should say, are, I think, attempting to, to have a little more leverage on the teams where, you know, shorter term contracts, so they're not signed up for something that they may not want to be involved in if the team doesn't follow through in some of their plans that may have, you know, brought them to the, to that team in the first place. In baseball, that still doesn't seem to be an issue. Um, but I will say you did see it was only a select few teams that were willing to go to that long, you know, Alex Rodriguez-type term where you haven't seen that as much in baseball. You sort of saw, you know – it became that's a mistake. You don't want to do that. You know that that that's where the narrative has changed over the last few years. But now you're starting to see that go back. And this time it was more, I think, on the player side wanting that. Obviously, because the money's guaranteed and they want to have you know that kind of security for that long it makes a lot of sense. I'm not saying that it doesn't, but that dynamic is at play here, where no matter what you know the Phillies decide to do, Bryce Harper's going to be in the fold unless you know they work out a trade that he's okay with. So, you know, for all intents and purposes, Bryce Harper is a Philly for a very, very long time. And, and as a player, if you want, if winning is important to you, 
you and, and and you know you have to be honest. He's not playing for the Yankees. He's not playing for the Dodgers. He's not playing for you know a team that's classically always going to be there and has put winning first. You know, a team like the Red Sox now. He's playing for a team that has, has its ebbs and flows, that isn't afraid to blow things up, that isn't afraid to just go through a rebuild. That, to me, is kind of interesting that he signed up for that and almost pushed that. Uh, I read the Dodgers were going to offer him $45 million a year for four years, the four-year contract, like, and making you know $20 million, $20 million more per season than what the Phillies ended up, you know, the final deal that he ended up agreeing to in Philadelphia. So that, to me, is really interesting. Um I don't know how it's going to work out for him, um, if I'm being honest in that way. Obviously, he's paid, That's but he was going to get paid no matter what. I just think that I'm more my you know personal, the way I think I see things, I'm much more likely to understand the shorter term now where you're, you're, you're saying, okay, team, you got me for one year, two years. Now you have to prove to me that you're serious about winning and building a team and putting a team around me, which... This offseason, obviously, the Phillies have done. They have signed multiple people. You know, they have improved their team tremendously. But when we get into, like, year five, year six, if this doesn't work in this shorter term in the beginning, is Bryce Harper going to be as happy? Well, I think, I mean, I think that, that, that alludes to a good point here. You know, you look at, you look, you talk about five to six down, years down the road. And, you know, Justin, maybe you can relate to this a little bit with the A-Rod deal when he became a Yankee, you know, being a Yankee fan. The results were not immediate. And it was kind of a, it was kind of a roller coaster his entire tenure in New York, and I mean, and it produced results. Don't get me wrong; you guys got to where you wanted to be, but eventually. But there was there was a lot of hot and cold every year, and there was a lot of clashing, or you know, a lot of off the, a lot of clubhouse speak about you know what you know is is are these contracts kind of worth? And that's why I become kind of a skeptic with these things. And not only do I point to deals like the A Rod deal, you know, first in Texas and then New York, but. You know, uh, you guys could probably help clue me in on this, but the Bobby Bonilla deal with the Mets, and he's still going to be being paid, I believe, after <laughs> this deal. Like, that's just comedy. It, it, it's, it's comical. Like, how Why do how do the players dictate this much? And, I mean, speaking, because, Jeff, me and you have had previous conversations on this stuff, you know, there's been a, there hasn't been a lot of movement in the free agency market, period, in baseball, because everybody was waiting for these two guys to sign and set the market. Has that put a lot of teams behind the eight ball now because they were waiting for these two teams to sign? Because you're trying no. to bring a guy into camp, yeah. trying to bring a guy into spring to get him ready, and he hasn't been with the team were at guy, all. I mean, you have to remember that there. You saw, as we've seen leading up in the spring training, guys were still signing. Um, you know, there there are obviously players whose value isn't going to be affected necessarily by what Machado and Harper do. So, yes and no. I mean, there's a few dominoes that are going to fall into place. Um, now that then now that they've signed, but I think what that showed was the market for those players was only going to be limited. You know, it, we were starting at three hundred mil, and if you were serious about doing that, then then you were in on it the whole time. Otherwise, you know, you weren't. Other teams weren't necessarily waiting for that. They had already made their decision that we're not going to be in. Um, and I think this was more just Har- uh, Boris and 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 Harper. And obviously Machado, before he did sign, just waiting it out to see if anybody would dive in and just say, all right, we're in, you know, you win. We're, we'll give you what you want. Um, and the thing, know. for me, with these contracts, like you said, the Alex Rodriguez contract, mm-hmm. uh, Cano contract, Pujols contracts, things like that, where these guys, we kind of talked about it, these guys signed when they were 30 instead of Machado and mm-hmm. Harper signing when they're 26. So they're getting these mega deals, 10-year deals, 13-year deals at a better age. 
that might have them give more production. Well, more right, production you're going to get a better version of that player yeah. longer than you will with a guy who's signing later. But, but now with 13 years on on uh, Harper, now instead of ending at 36, you're ending at 39, and then that's where you can see the back end of the contract kind of maybe yeah. hit that. But wall I feel like, like if you're the Phillies, that that was probably. We know we're probably going to take that on the teeth, but we're going to. This gives us Bryce Harper for those ten years. Yeah, we'll eat it, giving the know. three years, and and hopefully, you know, the, the people will remember ten great seasons when he may be at the end, and we're paying him. Some but that's money. the thing. So, like, I mean, essentially, what you're saying though is like, okay, so Philadelphia did this for thirteen years or ten years or so often, but what it is, it's creating a window, and I understand that completely. But like, from what we've seen across, you know, every different major sport here in America that you see now, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's the Antonio Brown drama that's going on in the NFL, you know, he's talking about wanting a new contract with whatever team trades for him and stuff like that. And this guy's past 30 now. So, like, when – I mean, I don't mean to try to, you know, compare apples to oranges here because that's not what I'm really trying to do here. But when it comes to seeing these mega contracts and all these haven't – why do organizations continually make these, in my opinion – boneheaded mistakes because these things don't work out long term for the organization sometimes and it create and you don't know what's going to happen in year three or year four of a contract where the whole thing falls apart and then you're having to you're trying to offload a contract like that then or something happens but you can't like to me if you have the money and you're willing to invest you can't be scared of what might happen you're trying to win and you're getting the best player available but don't you think there's a line you've got to walk though yeah but to me you just said it though alex rodriguez signed you know how many 15 years ago he signed that deal something like that and the best player in the game that much longer is only getting what's the difference 80 million dollar difference yeah, you know what i mean like money. well but but that's the entire pirate but to me you know but to me that is that's more of, <laughs> but to me that's more of the, that to me is more interesting that this was a guy who three you know when he had when when Harper had his big breakout season a few years back it was man he's getting you Five hundred million. Yeah, you know the Yankees going to give him six hundred. You know, I mean that was like a legitimate discussion, and then this is what he signs for. So to me, I don't think this contract is that radical, given what we've seen for so long. I mean, you've seen maybe not radical. He had two hundred seventy-five million. Yeah, Machado's getting twenty-five million more. Kershaw is up there in that range. Yeah, but Justin, as a yeah, as a Yankee fan, because you can speak a little bit biased to that. Looking back on the A Rod deal. We're looking back on the era, but I think contract. that's a bad example. Well, no, like, but, but, I, but for, for these other deals, like we just said, but, compared, but it's something in the it's something in that it's in that same wheelhouse as to but what Texas the Rangers got the Rangers got the, the the you know wheelhouse of these deals that these teams are going to now enter into. The Yankees got a Rod. I'm not sure specific, but it was like halfway through, maybe a little later in that original contract, mm-hmm. and then you know extended it. Yeah. So they're not getting. They didn't get 25-year-old A-Rod like the Phillies are getting 25- or 26-year-old Fair Bryce Harper. Fair They're point. not getting, you know, 26-year-old Machado. Um, you know, in a couple of years ago, in a couple of years from now, they're, they're, they weren't signing 28-year-old Trout. We're a guy who's still, like, in his prime. Well, does anybody remember the particulars then of, like, the Stan deal? How much is Stan? 13, three, 13, for 13 year deal for 325, wasn't yeah, it? 325. So somewhere in the same ballpark that we're talking about. But he was super young when he signed that, yeah, comparatively still, speaking. But I mean, he's still young. So I mean, it's a deal that you can compare it to. I mean, now granted, it's still early on. But in that nobody deal. says Stan is a bad contract. 
Who says that? Right they were now? set up for the Marlins, but not but, for the Yankees. But any, I mean, any team that can afford to pay that money, well, but any team that can afford <laughs> well, to pay that over that long, if you have it, might as well do it. If you think you're going to win, mm-hmm. and that's why, why not? Why not do it? Because if you win, only one. If you lose a game, now you look stupid. And but, that's and that's what it is. It's win. Yeah, and, yeah. and it doesn't matter if you win one time in that ten years. Yeah, it's for worth baseball. It. That's worth it. Like mm-hmm. one World Series. In 10 years, I mean... Like, Philly fans would, I'm sure, you know, yes, they'll be the reactionary, they'll be... I think any sport. The new cycle. You look smart. You you made all the right moves. Baseball, (laughs) baseball, it seems like there's more, there's different teams that win it each year. Football, basketball, hockey, you kind of have the same same top-tier team. I think the bar's been moved a a little bit now, though, from for, for organizations and fan bases and people that root for these teams, you know... If you're locking up a guy for 10 to 13 years, you know, and I look at it from a, you know, I'm a Penguins fan, but I look at it like you have a Malkin and you have a Crosby, but you have a window. Mm-hmm. And you should be competing every year for Stanley Cups or close to it. You should at least be in the discussion every year. Okay. And not to say that, you know, when with, as a result of these contracts, that doesn't happen because the Yankees were competitive for a long time, even after the A-Rod deal, or the Rangers were competitive for a little while with that deal. So they are. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to take that away from them. I was going to say, like, what, what, what mega free agent hasn't made their team relevant during the majority of the contract? <clears throat> well, I think Pujols is definitely an example. That's probably the one. And Cano, a little bit, but he okay. He did make the Mariners better. It's he fair. did made he them did better, made but, relevant, but not, but not right. And he got he got people to come to Seattle. I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I think the lesson Seattle is though, that and to the Pujols thing. Different teams sign guys for different reasons, too. Yes, you want winning to be the main thing, but if you're going to generate interest about your team and that can translate into dollars, then that's an investment, too. But I, but I also mean that in the sense like of, like, but I mean that, minor league ball but I mean that, but I mean that to Dave and Justin's point, where it's like, all right, if you win one in... a lot less than... If you win one in ten years, we won. But I think, the like I said, I think the bar's been moved now where it's like you need to win more than that. Like, you, you should be... I think the expectation going into this is that you're not hopefully going to win one in 13 years. Hopefully, you're going to win more than that. That's, yeah, but that's, who's, yeah. I mean, I think that's the hope for anybody. Right, Everybody but, yeah. wants that, but, but like, mean, but realistically, like, but who's not saying that? Who's saying that we're going to only hope to win one? Well, well, but I'm just saying as a result, like looking back in retrospect on those contracts, like, yeah, we well, won no, one. You were, you were okay. talking about you were saying. You, you think more people want more than one? Like you, 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 that's what I think, you're I think, I think the bar has been moved a little bit. And everybody wants it. Don't get me course. wrong. But like, if you look back after this, after the 13 years is up, and they maybe only have one World Series ring to show for it, or what if they get none and they were just in a bunch of NLCSs? Yeah, but you. That's a failure to me. Yeah, like, but you did you not can't, work. But the the fear of that scenario can't stop you from. Like this, you're trying to win. You're trying to be better now. Well, don't sign Bryce Harper because we're afraid we're not going to win any World well, Series I mean, but, with Bryce Harper. But we live, but we live, but we live in a, <laughs> yeah. uh, an era of data analytics and like saber metrics and all these things. And like, if you could have taken that 330 million dollar and diversified across the, your whole entire lineup and made a better overall ball club from it, wouldn't that? I mean, wouldn't that be? I mean, wouldn't that be what well, your the, ultimate goal? Your the, ultimate goal should be winning, right? The thing is, yeah, but if, if, if you Bryce just, Harper, we don't gonna, know. going to help that. Don't but get we me don't wrong. know. Yeah, we don't. If the if the world if the if the Phillies win four World Series in the next six years, well, then I'm going to sound like an idiot. Yeah. That's so what are we talking about? That's we don't know that. I mean, we don't know what's going to happen. Yes, it's fair. It doesn't guarantee them well, anything. But the Nationals had a really good team last year, and they did win it. They had a good team the last. Well, but that shows you in baseball you can't you can't you know baseball team. has seen that from from this big spending era this entire time when these free free agent contracts you know started to explode going back to even Barry Bonds you know was probably the first really big money type free agent it doesn't guarantee anything it, it guarantees that you're going to have the best player in that market that particular year you're going to have him on your team for a while 
doesn't mean you're going to win. And I think baseball um, among might be among the top of the sports where it's like one guy isn't going to pick, pick, take your team from uh, irrelevant to a World yeah, Series. five contender. World Championships. Yeah. Yeah. And, and <laughs> the Phillies have, done, like Jeff said, the Phillies have done a good job this offseason of making some trades, signing some guys like McCutcheon, getting Segura. So... The McCutcheon deal, really though, like I mean, I think he's gonna... still a serviceable player. Yeah, and I'm and, and and to make my point there, you, you, the you lead me into another point. He's still a he's still a usable, you know, serviceable, better than replacement level player. And you're telling me his contract, you know, I think it's fifty million over four years or something like that, or five years, where he's going to make you know over ten million. I'd rather pay Bryce Harper twenty five million a year than pay McCutcheon twelve. Like oh, yeah. well, so, this, this contract isn't that bad on a per year basis, and it and it may help the Phillies in in subsequent years stay under a luxury tax threshold if they're worried about that. It may allow them to spend more money on a yearly basis in the future, saying, "Well, we only have twenty five million dedicated to Bryce Harper this year. Let's go sign well, another good player because we have some extra I got money." A, I got a couple more points to bring up as far as asking you guys. You know aspects of this deal. First and foremost, between Harper and Machado, based on the resume, based on the the body of work, based on everything that you've seen, you know, obviously they talk about Bryce Harper being a, an all era type player, but does the does does Machado automatically bring the Padres to a level where they might contend for the West now? No, you don't think so. My my gut says no. I'm like, who do you think was actually the better signing of the two? Well, I like the, the Phillies, of course, because the Phillies have done more. I mean, if you're talking about who's going to have a better year, the Phillies or the Padres this year, I think I would say the Phillies. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think given what they've done comparatively, you know, between the two off seasons, yeah, the Phillies are, are, I think, are going to be better this year. But to me, that doesn't necessarily mean Machado was a bad signing, or don't, or you know, or the Phillies made got the right guy and the Padres didn't. Yeah, they're not losing out. But, yeah, but, did, but the signing, but you know, Justice, but did the signing of Machado make you go, eh, you know, because it did for me just in the sense of that you heard a lot of the, the effort issues with a lot of the clubhouse issues where he's not maybe a great clubhouse guy. He lacks effort or he lacks certain things. And now you just dump $300 million uh, into this guy. It's overblown. I was going to say, when, when you talk about effort and all that stuff, I, I kind of don't always believe it. Like, yeah. Even if it's there, if you can play, you can play. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know if um, attitude – you know, yeah, and I don't yeah, think they were signing counts that Machado much. Like, yeah, I just because uh, they needed they needed a clubhouse guy. They signed they signed a man <laughs> yeah, Machado because yeah, they, they needed a guy who can hit right yeah. two eighty and hit thirty five or forty homers. But you ultimately want years. that guy to be a leader on your team, not you just statistically, but in the clubhouse. You want that. You don't need. I mean, A Rod. You're going to sign a guy three hundred million. I believe you should really kind of want the whole package. Should you well, A Rod was never ideally, ideally, but again, you operate in this market where you know San Diego. You know, still, even with, I mean, and, and, and people, I think, are, were kind of caught off guard by the Padres, but the Padres did this last offseason. It just, it wasn't, it was Eric Hosmer. It wasn't anybody on the level of a Harper or Machado, but they had the biggest free agent contract the year before. Right. So, you know, this is not something that I don't think the Padres, you know, this isn't, I, I guess the easiest way to say it is this shouldn't be such a surprise to people. Now, my thought on Machado picking San Diego is, to me, that shows... And, and I don't know, maybe sometimes people forget it or we get too hyper-focused on guys who are like, it's just about winning. This was obviously the most money he was going to get. That's why he went to San Diego. I think that... No, I mean, it, it's a cool market, don't get me wrong, a great city. But the Padres are not... Right now, they're not close. He doesn't put them over the top to, you know, to, to sort of, I think, where Scott was trying to go with it. 
it doesn't put them in 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 the you know World Series relevance conversation. This was the most money he could get, and these guys, you got to remember, they are out to get the most money that they can get, and they shouldn't be, you know, hated on for that, or they shouldn't be, you know, there shouldn't be a negative about that. But that had to be what this was. That was the most money. I'm gonna take yeah, it. more power to him. Right. I think, uh, I if, think, you, if you could get that kind of cash, right? Wouldn't you? I would. Oh, for <laughs> me, I feel, for me, I feel like that's probably like seventy-five percent the truth. I also feel like, like you said, the market out there. I mean, playing in San it's Diego, awesome. you can't beat that up. But I do think San Diego is on the rise, and it shows that they're going to be able to spend more money. <clears throat> for the last twenty-five years, they they spent um, some of the least money in sure. the game. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, what you're what you're seeing now is that this small market. You know, explanation that a lot of fans have to deal with from their ownership. I think San Diego's showing that it's, it's BS, it's bullshit. Yeah. yeah, you want to spend the money, you can spend it. And you're a major league franchise. None of these teams, um, and, and this has been a popular thing in a lot of the people that I've listened to or read. You know, uh, these franchises don't lose value. Not since you know, if you have to go back like forty or fifty years, where a guy took a loss after buying a franchise. Oh no, they're making so, money. So even the smaller market clubs. So it's not like. You know, signing a marquee player to a market deal, you know, what the market would bear deal is going to mean curtains for your organization financially. And that's the spin is always, well, we can't we can't cooperate, you know, like I'm sure San Diego has said that in the past, not cooperate. We can't compete, you know, in this marketplace where these teams can spend X amount of dollars. San Diego just showed they have the money. You can spend it. You can offer it. And somebody will go there. You know, yes, San Diego has advantages over other smaller markets because of the weather and because it's California, of course. But um, to me, I would argue if you're a small market team, being able to overpay is something that you can do to even the playing field. Right. Because that's what San Diego obviously did here. San Diego, I, Manny Machado did not wrap, you know, the season and go, man, I got to play in San Diego. Right. <laughs> I can't wait to play <laughs> the Padres. Like, it was, wow, they're, they're offering me more money than in these other teams. Maybe I should look at them, and then yep. and then they were like, "Wow, you know, San Diego is a great city. It's a you know, it, it's a it's a you're basically playing in heaven eighty one nights out of the year in, in terms of the weather and the city and the people and everything." So anybody listening out in San Diego, we love it by the way. No, it's great. There, we're it's all fans of the city. city. So and <laughs> good for you and, 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 and good back. for you that you have Manny Machado. But that's <laughs> me, that's I think is one of the biggest themes that comes out of that signing. Because do I think that I do I think they're ever going to win a World Series? No. Do I think San Diego is going to win a World Series with Manny Machado? No, I don't. But I'm still glad that he signed there because it, it, it turns the dynamic on its ear to, uh, you know, as, on a league-wide level that, you know, any team can sign any guy potentially. And then, and yeah, the Reds thing. can't cop out. Uh, you know, they can't. Uh, right. You know, since like, if you really love a guy, you can offer a player $20 million more than the other team, and he might go for and it. That, and, that, and that's the thing. These small market teams, they can offer that for one, two guys. I think the problem is when you start to see – and it's not going to happen anymore. Is where you had teams like the Yankees spending three hundred, two hundred fifty million dollars a year, mm-hmm. and that's not going to happen anymore. So I think these small market teams are going to be more competitive in getting these top free agents because everybody's going to get one superstar, maybe two top tier players. Where the, the team, the past Dodgers and the Yankees, where they were trying to load up on six or seven guys that they were spending thirty million dollars mm-hmm. on a year. I think that's done, mm-hmm. and I think that the small, small, and I think we need, analytical side is taking over. And I, right, and I think we need to reiterate that you know these type of players, you know, Machado, Harper, even Trout, even Trout, Trout will be a little older when he when he hits free agency than these guys are now. But 
they are unique free agents. Right. They are not, you know, the Canoes. They are not Albert Pujols when he signed his deal. You know, they they aren't a Rod contract number two. You know, the these guys are where like if you're going to allocate that kind of money, you can feel so much more better about it on all levels because you're you're going to get a good version of this player barring injury. Where that's where you know those those previous contracts in the past made teams gun shy. They made bigger. You know, I think the Yankees took so much heat for a contract like Rodriguez. Um, where that made them gun shy into jumping into this. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind where they because they don't want to take the heat of it not working. To Scott's point, Scott made that point a little while ago, and we all were kind of like, you know, yeah, right. But you have to remember the reason we're saying yeah, right is because these guys are not Alex Rodriguez. They're not Robinson Cano. Well, I think you know, I think the, the at only, age 30, whenever he signed the deal. I think the 20, only thing you know, with these contracts compared to those is that not maybe not Cano. Cano definitely one of the best hitters of his time. But A-Rod and Pools, one of the best hitters ever. So when they signed these deals, they were they were the best players at the time. They were some of the best players to ever play the game. And I don't Machado and Harper to me have not been the best player in in their time or for the whole of baseball. I, mean, I think that's a really good point. I mean, if you compare a guy like Bryce Harper to even say like Mike Trout, I would say Mike Trout's right. Mike, I think during, Mike, Mike Trout is. Well, you're leaving me in my in. point that the Mar- I think the biggest winner in all of this might be Mike Trout in two years, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it's like, well, you're going to pay Future Bryce Harper. Going on you're here. paying you're paying Bryce Harper three hundred and thirty million. Mike Trout's to me, I think four hundred million is probably the starting point for a guy like Mark Tra- Mike Tra- Mark Trout. Mark Mike Trout, Trout over a you know <laughs> <laughs> Mike Trout over the course of a ten year deal. I think four hundred million might be the starting point now. For you know, I don't think four fifty is crazy. You know, I I don't think that's nuts. If so, the production stays there, I don't see why it wouldn't be. All right, let's well, but who, uh, Mike Trout is so much like to your point though. Mike Trout statistically is so much. Better than Bryce Harper, yeah. than Machado. Harper, but I mean, any any, any pick your well. He's another one. He's he's going to be older even than than those guys. But he's another one that's like this. This hopefully will be good for me because he, you can you can compare yourself to those guys that just got paid. But on any metric, Trout is so much better than a guy like Bryce Harper. You'd have to think that that. That's gonna, you know, in a couple of years, we're gonna be talking about, you know, you think this this contract was whoa, yeah, it's about right. Like wait till half because he is the real, <laughs> he is what Mike Trout is what we thought Harper was gonna be a few years ago right. when all that talk was that four hundred five hundred million dollar guy. Mike Trout's gonna be that, you know, like and, and four hundred million dollar man. So but that's the guy who's gonna do it. Justin, what was your question? No, I was gonna say let's just go around without any discussion and who would we rather have out of the two between Machado and Harper? Okay. Harper. Jeff? I would say Bryce Harper. So I'm the only one that would go Manny. Now why? Yeah, well, that's why I'm interested to hear that. Just based on the things we talked about, like effort clubhouse stuff, like, I mean, that stuff does And like Dave said, to me, me, I think that's overblown. And I think the Padres did a really good job in there. I thought we weren't going into detail. But I'll talk well, about that. Right, well, no, because we won three to one here. I want to hear why you think Machado. Yeah. So, you said we weren't going into detail. No, I well, said, said without just, any discussion. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry. Well, but, I mean, we, we did I, that, but now I'm kind of curious, right? Yeah. So I think I think with Machado, position is one thing. Um, like Dave said, I think the effort and stuff is overblown. The Padres did a pretty good uh, job, from what I've seen, of talking to sources and, and knowing that Machado is a 
is a is a better guy than he is maybe shows on the on the. Uh, I mean, on the, this on the diamond, yeah. one I don't know half season with the Dodgers now defines his entire and career. Yeah, like there was none of that is. before, right? Yeah. So and but I think player wise, I think Harper has just been overrated to a point that he's he's at he's not as good as as the hype the hype is, mm-hmm. and I think Machado is he's. I think um, what was it last year? Three and a half WAR for Harper with I mean thirty four home runs, a hundred RBIs. You can't beat that. But mm-hmm. his defense is struggling. His average was down last year. Two of the last three years, he's hit under two fifty. So no matter if you like sabermetrics, no matter if you like old school stats, mm-hmm. Machado just overall to me pushes the needle more, especially. Right now, he'll play shortstop. He, neither one of them are great defensively at their positions. Mm-hmm. Machado will move to third base, and he can be a great third baseman. Mm-hmm. And I think I think just right now, I'd rather have Machado. Over the life of the deal, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think they might Machado might become a pool holes type player where and he they might regret it more than, than mm-hmm. the Phillies do. But right now, I'd rather have Machado. Good, good point to that. Good point to that. Now, I came across something. I was listening to uh, ESPN Radio the other day, and an interesting topic came up, and I just wanted to hear your guys' Our biggest on. rival, ESPN? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, we're neck and neck. Well, we're I was going to say, yeah. That's <laughs> but uh, one fucking night, podcast boom. on a porch. <laughs> boom. <laughs> right? <laughs> wow. We're, we're firing on all cylinders. Fighting moths here. Right, yeah, exactly. you guys, I wish you guys could see this right, right. now. Well, that's it's the beauty a, of a podcast. You, over you there. never fucking see anything. But uh, <laughs> no, but a good, a good, a good, uh, a good point was brought up the other night, and it's funny we haven't like seen this really. I don't think in baseball so much. But like, do you think the signing of a Machado or the signing of this Harper deal maybe kind of turns, especially like with such a. Uh, and what we've seen over the last couple of seasons, at least, is very up, very player-centric, like driven culture in these sports. You know, I hate to bring a guy like LeBron James into it, but this was a really good topic of conversation. Do you think like Harper getting this kind of contract or getting this kind of um, this kind of money thrown at him that there's maybe an expectation that he's going to like bring guys to play with him and create like a super team, like because he's creating like a brand. You know what I mean? Almost like they did in Miami, or like he's getting, or like he's trying to do out in LA. You know what I mean? Like it's it's it was a crazy premise to think, but like, do you think they could do that in baseball? I no. <laughs> All right, no, it's the, good. I want to answer. The easy, answer, answer, the easy answer for me is no. I don't think there's. I mean, you've seen like I was talking about the way the Yankees spent money, the way the Dodgers spent money. Those were those were supposed to be super teams. Um, the Red Sox a couple years before they were on the World Series. They they had signed guys that were supposed to be a super team and and it, and it didn't pan out and I mean obviously they're not all the best players in the game and I think right. that's but I think that's a baseball. fair point though. but it's different they, between the... Scott's but Scott is saying you know if I'm understanding what he's you're using like I'll bring my boy over right or like players like, getting together and saying like players that are friends and work out together not in the off-season not just the like Yankees start. or fill in the blank yeah. team saying we're just going to sign the best free agents available and construct a team of free agents but they're actually going to have input in who comes in but I think it's harder because baseball the way the way it's structured it's harder. You know, everybody hits free agency at different times. Yeah, there's rules against it, arbitration. You know, it's harder to do that if you, even if you are players that want to do it. There's a lot more hurdles you have to, you know, get over before that can happen. So that I think is the biggest thing working against it. But if 
you know, if if Harper and, and Machado were buddies, do I think them picking the same place to play would that be crazy? No, I don't think that would have been crazy because for the for mo- a lot of that this offseason, the Phillies were going to sign them both. But hear me out, like what so about, teams can take on both of those guys. But, right. what, but hear me out. What about if a guy like Harper is unhappy at the deadline? And like wants certain moves, but do you think that he has the power now to say, "Hey, I want this, and I of want these guys"? What, to uh, what, what great player hasn't had that? Of course they do. Well, I think they do all to an extent, but I mean, it's they don't something want to that is something that, that way, definitely but... hasn't been talked about as much in baseball. I don't think definitely. I don't. I don't think I've ever heard it. I I, I think in baseball, like I think it is harder to be the a, a, a superstar and say, "Go get me this player." Mm-hmm. And you could say, "Hey, we need help." Blah blah blah. I'm not happy with the way the team's going, mm-hmm. but and I, I have heard team people say that. Like we need to go. Like you know, you, well, I've heard, you, I remember Dallas Keuchel saying something. Like right or small, yeah. you know, like like small market, big market doesn't matter. You have the the best players on that team come trade deadline time, knowing hey, we're we have a chance to go win this. We need to go win this, right? Which is basically saying go get somebody, you know. But management. I, don't, I, I don't think it's like go get X player, go get this guy that I want. And See, I that's think, more like what I'm talking about. And I don't about think that's going to happen in baseball. I don't think I don't think it's I think the the way baseball is changing to where a lot of this stuff now is analytical and uh, some of the players might not know the analytics behind it. Doesn't matter if he's trout. And doesn't I mean, matter And who obviously, it is. it's like comparing apples to oranges. I and mean, I don't mean to cut you off there, but like it's just weird like Well, cut you off. But no, but like, you know, you see like basketball and it's a very player-dominated league. Yeah. And they, they dictate a lot of what happens in the front offices of the teams, respectively. You know, could you see that paradigm shift into, like, baseball first and then maybe football down the road? Like, you know, because these are the old guard-type team sports where that stuff really still hasn't happened yet, I don't think. And signing these deals or continuing to sign these types of deals, especially seeing guys like LeBron do what they do, I, I, I have, to, think, think, I have think, to feel like the clock's ticking. Like it's do you gonna think happen. it will happen? Is I think, think it will. I think it's already moving that way. See, I think it's a better chance of happening in football than it does in baseball. What? But Football is the most like, <laughs> iron, curtain, iron curtain, anti-player league there is. Yeah, it's, well, no, it's, but that's it's, it's, Why do you think football? It would finally take in the NFL a player strike that they don't get broken – and that would mean an entire, you know, I don't want to say generation, that might be too strong, but a lot of football players basically giving up an entire year of their career plus to get the owners back to a level where it becomes anything close to anything. Which is the reason why no strike in football has ever worked. But like, I mean, you're, you're already seeing it this offseason with Bell and Brown that the teams, the players on other teams are already... And I've argued that, definitely. They're, but, what, but what is really... I mean, there's been a lot of talk about Bell and Brown, but what's really happened that's been any different? Nothing's happened yet. That's, all, that, that's but my it, point. But, but the point is, though, like, is it's that... has been a like, lot of talk. But a, guy, but a guy like... But I think what alluding to his point, though, but doesn't help me if I'm right, is Brown throwing a tantrum, get, and he's going to get what he wants. He's going to get out of the... He's going to get out of the contract. He's going to get out... He's going to get out of the Steelers organization. Yeah, but this Maybe into new, a worse organization. But this isn't new. I mean, go down even in the NFL. But you and I have been around a long time. When have we seen something this this reported on, this high driven, like this? I mean, it's a well, great that, segue that, that's to a Antonio re- Brown. But that's right. a result of. Uh, I don't want to go to Antonio Brown. Yeah, I want to go back to baseball. Okay. Okay. But I mean, he's not ready. We'll get to football. This is a result of any 
sport being played in this era. I mean, just because right. there wasn't social media 15 years ago, we're supposed makes to forget. You, that makes a difference. No, it doesn't. But, but what I'm saying is, is, if this had happened, if Randy Moss had been in his prime when he wanted out of Minnesota, it would be the same thing. Yeah, it was, like it was, it was like this news, has happened but... before. Big time players have forced their way out of situations, and even wide receiver. Quite a bit. Like, this has happened in the modern free agency era of the right. NFL. But that, that kind of points to, to my point, is that it happens in football already. That it these does. Guys, okay, but, if that's your point, then yeah, that's true. But baseball, I don't. you, you don't really see that happening. Not I yet, think, I don't think. And I, and I don't think baseball, I mean, I, I've, maybe it happens, but I think the, you guys say the owners are, are ironclad in football. I think there's more of a disconnect between baseball front offices and baseball players than in any other sport. I think they the, they play the game, and they don't really worry about what goes on upstairs as much as in, in other sports. Well, I think that's I think, I, that's I, think they, I definitely do worry about it, and they I mean I think like hockey's said, probably close, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, but I think, like you said, they'll they'll make statements like, "Hey, we we could be better with blah 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 if we added yeah. a starting but pitcher." You, but, but, I mean, but like, but to kind of but to kind of counteract that point a little bit, you. I mean, you said you said hockey, but I mean, the team we love, the general manager is highly involved in day to day stuff with the players. He's constantly talking. About it's players. not the same thing. It's not the same thing. But I mean, but saying. front offices, but front offices are engaged. What with Justin players. is saying is, players don't criticize management openly. Oh yeah, okay, I can agree. The that. way that they have in football. Okay, or, so I was seeing they do in basketball, right, I right, I where they say, you know, we need more, we need to do more. You know, I need more to win. It um, helps when you're paid uh, $350 million. <laughs> yeah, not a whole yes, lot of incentive to speak yes, of. Yes, yeah. Right. But, you know, and, and to go back to, to why I think I would go with Machado over, over, or I'm sorry, I'd go with Harper over Machado. The only thing that I can think of, because they are very equal in terms of, you know, you go down the line if you looked at the numbers, it's not, you know, there's not a whole lot separating them. But to me, I think. Harper's best season, that MVP season, I think that is a ceiling that he can still get to consistently where I don't think you're going to get much better than what you've seen from Machado, which is great, which is Hall of Fame, which is tremendous. But I think Harper does have another level where I think there's a chance of him getting to that where I don't think I'm going to get – what, what I think I'm paying for with Machado is, is what I've seen, where I think what I'm paying for with Harper, it can get better. And that and that's been the baseball in the past is you pay for what you got, not what you're. Yeah, well, I think that was the point I was going to make a lot for those older guys that signed those deals. I think Cano and Pujols, it was a lot more of like a lifetime achievement award (laughs) contract. You know, like you were really good for a long time. Here's your payday. That's that's a lot. You know what I mean? Like I think it's a lot of what it was. It was you know, well, you you. There's nothing to say in the past that you haven't, you know, you haven't earned this money. That you're gonna make, you know. I, I think it was kind of. I think that was you. This, what you know, and it shows you that in baseball and other sports, the thinking is changing, which is great. It was so much like, wow, look at all he's done. Why wouldn't he do this for a while? Now all the statistics, you know, the analytics and the and all the advanced <laughs> statistics, you know. And to my point on the advanced statistics, no, with Harper, his best year, that best year, I think the the WAR was over nine. Yeah, Machado's never done that. No. Um, there's only like four or five players that have ever done that. Right. <laughs> Mike Trout has done that a bunch, by the way, <laughs> multiple times, just how good he is. But 
to have a plus nine war that is to me that is like what I'm buying potentially with Harper, where I don't think Machado's ever gonna get there. Sure. I, I, I agree with that. Now we're gonna we're gonna wrap up baseball on a on a lighter note here, on a on a, a subject that is near and dear to my heart. If you are any self respecting baseball fan, you grew up watching the Sandlot. And it's a movie that I think we all hold as a favorite up in the upper We're a fan of good things. Yes, a fan of overall good things, just good memories, good times. Uh, Dave told us right before we started recording this beast that... The beast. Yep, we're calling it the beast, I guess. No, but the the Sandlot, I guess, is making some sort of comeback. You guys care to elaborate on this? Because this just, this just, this almost... Broke my neck when uh, I heard. No, it. I just was just randomly on Facebook and some site had posted about it and said that it's going to be uh, uh, it's gonna, like it's going to be all the original characters and it's going to be streaming, but they were hushing with service. But it's still rumor. Like I didn't yeah. see an official <laughs> release from a studio or anything. I, I, you were I, looking at it, so I don't know what you saw. I saw from the producer that he he pretty much guaranteed that they have two seasons set. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. Or, or at least two. Um, Pilot episodes. Oh, okay. And, to see how it goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if they have that, they have all the original characters. I guess they said part of it is going to be they ha- they each have kids, or that might be the main focus of the of the show. But it's interesting like Fuller House two point or something. Definitely better than Sandlot two or Sandlot. Uh, I think those ones are forgotten. Yeah. Well, no, they, they said it's oh, it's based on, on the first Sandlot. movie. Yeah. So they're it has to be. Yeah, they're pretending. Well, the second that one the other was also, didn't exist. It had some tie to the first. Oh, I thought one. he said it was awesome. Was no, like, was no, like, no, the <laughs> second Sandlot did have some. I remember I watched the first like thirty seconds of it not too long ago, and there is some tie to yeah, that. Yeah, I um, uh, it's like it's connected. It's not in, connected in the same way that this is supposed. And one to of be, the but, one of the characters in it is right. It's the same too. Yeah, it's like it's one of the same people. I could barely remember too. I watched it on TV. I, you know, like I said, I tried to watch like I, I watched like the opening credit sequence and turned it off. But to me, that's why I'm like, we don't need to go to this well. It's like the Sandlot is its own thing. It's amazing. You I'm just classic, sat in Fuller House. Classic. Nobody watched Fuller House. Nobody did. That's what I mean. I, like, I, I, hope tr- it's I tried not watching that. it. Didn't feel I watched it. the one. I watched the one right. first episode. But there was so much. But that first episode that. had all the cameos of all the people coming back, and I guess like some people have come back here and there since, but. You watch the first episode and they're all there and great. And then you watch the second episode and none of them are there except for, you know, the people that it's about. Okay. I'm not watching it. Yeah. You know, and I think just let it be. We don't need if I don't know, get to see at, Bob Saget every episode. I'm not. Well, no, they, they, but no, no, I would have watched it. It might be it might be better done though. It might not Maybe. suck like that. I mean, look at uh, the Cobra Kai series. Uh, Cal Craddock is a big deal. Yeah. That's a smash hit. That's right. a, that's, a nine, hit. that's ninety something percent on Rotten Tomatoes. That's true. Um, I'm not saying that, it can't and, be well and, done, and that's but... a prequel from 1984. Right. So, so you know, and, and, and it was knockout. But does you know does it always end up like that? No. Yeah, that's like, what I mean. This was, you know, we'll see. I'm I at mean, least intrigued. So yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see. Yeah, I'm interested to see. Favorite Sandlot character before we move on. Dave, favorite. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. But, um, Squints. 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 Yeah. I would not think you'd be a Squints fan. Squints is a go-to, It's always Squints. Squints was in number two. Squints was in number two. Squints was in number two. See, he's I out, he's out there. Was okay, okay. Squints was in number two. He's out. Nah, Squints, got the, Squints got a second payday. <laughs> yeah, like, it's got to be Squints. I mean, it's just... I, I'm trying to be hipster, I like, guess. Like, there is not... Else, but he is... I mean, unless you take Benny. I mean... James Earl Jones. He was good. Yeah, he was very good. But I don't think he's gonna be in this. No show. love for Dennis Hercules, the dad, <laughs> the dog. Hercules. Oh, the, uh, the 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 angry stepfather. Yeah. It wasn't really his angry. Maddie right, right, Dennis Dennis Larry Larry Larry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> oh, I just squints. Well, Jeff squints. You squints. 
Two squints. I was gonna go with squints. Squints. Okay, Justin. Uh, either either Yaya or the uh, brother that always copies the older brother. Yeah, the, the, the younger guy oh, who yeah. always copy him. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I hate to be generic, but oh, I, I'm gonna be. You're I, gonna go with Smalls? No, no, not at all. Not Smalls, <laughs> Benny. I was gonna say Benny yeah. the Jet Rodriguez. I mean, what about God makes the movie. God makes the movie. What about Ham? What the Great Hambino? Yeah, that's what I. Thought He's a close second. What is that? Because yeah. I'm fat. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? No, I'm going with Ham. I'm switching it. Yeah. You're going Ham. I'm going Ham. All right, we got Ham. He's he was awesome. And I have him on my shirt. He really. I mean, like wrestling fan, just like you. Like I yeah, I'm gonna go with. Actually, that. that's the end of the movie. Right? He becomes a pro wrestler, doesn't he? I don't think they so. Does that great Hambino? Was that was his wrestling stage name? <laughs> <laughs> he became a wrestler. Well, I'll be definitely that. <laughs> it's gotta oh, be. That's awesome. So we have a squints, ham. Yeah, 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 yeah. And bang. All right, wrestling that, is real, folks. Yeah, yeah. Has been arrested like three times and is like a Guido now. But the character, <laughs> I like the character. Maybe not so much. The Justin said that. Just. Justin said that. <laughs> Nobody else did. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys. We're, we're going to change the gear here. We're going to go to football. They, Jeff didn't want to talk about football earlier, but now we have to just inevitably open up that door. Um, you know, guys, I, it's been a funny offseason in regards to the whole uh, Antonio Brown situation that's going on in Pittsburgh, uh, one that a lot of Steeler fans would like to just put behind them. Um, it's, it's not really it, – it seems like it still continues to keep getting worse and worse and worse. Just when you think it's over and like they're both gonna both sides are gonna stop talking. Yeah, but I think somebody else comes out and says something again. You have to preface again. that by saying you're you're a Pittsburgh fan. I think for other people, it's it's good off season drama. I'm sure people. Dave, you're not a Steeler yeah, fan. What do you think about it? I uh, no, I I don't like it because it just gets annoying at some point. I, I mean, and I, I, I got not, to it. Like, could be that. Yeah, it, 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 it does get annoying. But, and I'm not you know Mr. Traditional. Like you know, but it, it, at some point it's like. All right, guys. Like, like, figure it stop out. Stop the BS. Yeah. Uh, just come on. And uh, and it's it's almost it's if we're talking about wrestling. It's very pro wrestling like the way yeah. they're acting. It's very over the top. It's very dramatic. Um, and it just kind of like kind of I feel like they need to get over themselves. Yeah, you know. I mean, and, just, uh, just, I'm end, tired of man. hearing about it. It doesn't like, end. And like, I mean, obviously, I should have prefaced that with me being a Steeler fan. But like, I mean. Two Steelers fans, two Cowboys fans. Yeah, really. I mean, that's what we got going so, on here. Justin, don't hate us too much. Justin, most what, people hate these. What teams, do you so. think at this point? Because you know, we're trying to get it from non-Steeler fans their opinion on the whole thing. What do you think at this point? What is your what is your take on the situation as a whole? Wait, the way that it's going, or yeah, the way, the way that, that it's been going, the way that it's being handled. <laughs> I think um, this, this is kind of like we were talking about with baseball. It's kind of more under the radar the way the players handle themselves, and I'm just not. Just not a big fan of either the way the Steelers or the, or the players have handled it, and I and I think I think I mean obviously it's come to the point where these both these both both of these guys are gone, yeah. And I think it's time to move on now. Like the time has passed for them to move on. <laughs> I mean, yeah. but, but I, now but I, is definitely have to be the time. But I'm trying to say this objectively as possible. Like if you're the Steelers, you, you got to make sure you get the fair compensation for them. If you're gonna if you're gonna Go that route. You're gonna give them up. You gotta get something worth it. Hey, you don't want to get screwed. I yeah, get I mean, it. You, and yeah. especially if that guy goes off and wins a Super Bowl well, with somebody, this like, is, this is the you're thing. gonna get killed for that. Like I was, like we've been saying in baseball, people get paid. These these trades are gonna get some kind of value yes. because there's 12 teams that want Antonio Brown, mm-hmm. so he'll they'll get something. They might not get the complete value of 
two first-round picks or whatever it might be, but they'll get something of, of worth for him. I just I'm not convinced the trade's going to happen. I I just don't because number one I don't think a team is going to because the Steelers appear to be in a dis- disadvantageous situation in terms of negotiations. I don't think a team is going to pony up what you know the the type of compensation that the Steelers are trying to put on. You know this is we're not settling for anything else. And I don't think I think you saw it with Lev Bell. They didn't cave. They were okay with arguably their best offensive player not playing the entire season. It worked out. Well, I mean, they didn't. They did, and it didn't. I mean, the running game. You know, they didn't seem to miss him in the position that he played, but they also did not make the playoffs. Yeah, they they did not go where everybody. Oh, they they weren't like stiff. But I also, yeah, that's what I'm saying, and 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 that's why I think that you know, I I just don't see the Steelers. Making like, oh, we'll just make a trade to get him out of do, town. We're so do dumb you guys have something that the Steelers have said they're looking for in return? Just top compensation is the quote, you know, generic. top level. Yeah. Combination <laughs> of, stuff. you know, generic. top picks, a player and a top pick, multiple picks. Right. I mean, a crazy package. And to their point, um, Cowboys fans, if Amari Cooper's getting a one, problems or not with Antonio Brown, potentially money or not, you'd have to think it has to start there. If we're just talking about value, yeah, in but terms everyone of the called Jerry an asshole for that. Yeah, you know, so the, the, he ended up looking. But even more to my point, I'm playing this even was he an asshole me, for. I mean, he he produced. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where even at the time he got a one, where nobody thought Amari Cooper was worth that kind of compensation yeah. at the time of the trade. Now it looks absolutely. I didn't either. But now it looks absolutely you would trade for that given what he's done. To me, if you don't walk yeah, away, you could use that as a right. Leverage, exactly. Yeah. Like if, you, if if you're the Steelers, if you don't get that, and I still think you can get that. I think a lot of people are overblowing the, you know, the Steelers don't have any leverage argument, so they're not going to get a first round pick. I still think they can get a first I round think because all it takes is one team, just like yeah, the yeah, I think one team to go. Yep. Deal. Yeah. I think it's interesting. To take care. I think every time Antonio Brown opens his mouth. The Steelers get more and more leverage, and I don't mean that. I'm not trying to like bash Antonio Brown when I say it. I'm just saying, like for instance, on the the shop interview that he just did on HBO, and he just sat down and did like a 45 minute interview with ESPN. And during that whole interview, like it went from total praise for Art Rooney to total condemnation of you know Art Rooney, and then you know the GM and all this stuff. And then he's already saying like, I don't need football. I can walk now tomorrow. The Steelers have already demonstrated like walk. We don't yeah. care. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, not like get, we don't get what we're going to get. But I think him saying – You're not getting leverage if you're the Steelers because then any team who wants to trade for him is like, we want to trade for that. Well, no, but that's, that's my, not, but that's that's my point leverage. because – but that's my point. The Steelers – but, like, every time he's doing this, though, and the Steelers have already agreed, like, hey, we're going to move you. No, we're going we're gonna to we're try gonna, to move We're going to try to move we'll you. But, but, I, but the Steelers really – I mean, with the teams that are involved or the ones that you're hearing that are involved, it makes sense. Like – all he has to do is just sit back and wait for this thing to get kind of get worked out, or maybe at some point get his agent involved, and it'll get worked out. Like it really will. But like when he goes out and starts slamming the owner again and slamming the GM yeah, but, and slamming but, the coach, but then but you aren't giving the Steelers leverage by doing that. But no. But what I'm saying though is that like the Steelers have already proven to themselves, the proven to the, the league and everybody else that they don't have, like if he if he walk he's talking about walking away from football now at this point. And that's fine. Okay, that's yeah, fine. If you're, you're not, you're not playing. What I'm saying. Yeah, but you're not I think playing the Steelers would be perfectly. If we get to this point where this roster bonus is due, because that's where everybody thinks it's going to happen in the middle of March. I think the Steelers will pay him that two point five. Because if you're going to eat the kind of money that they're going to have to eat 
trading him in terms of the salary cap. What the hell is $2.5 million? I think they'll tra- – and then they'll say, listen, it's not there. We're, we're not getting what we want. We're not getting what we think you're worth. You can play for us or you cannot play. Like, and, it's and up I, to but you. I think that's – and then also like – but I think the worst thing he could have said or coming into this whole situation like in these past couple interviews is saying, wherever I go, I want a new contract. Like if I'm his agent, if I'm advising him, I am telling him, stop talking. Like you are – you're killing us. He here. might be. Like, I mean, <laughs> literally, like, I mean, like, if you're, if you're any of these guys, you got to be like, enough's enough, man. Like, we're Maybe. trying to work here. Like, I don't know. Because... And, like, every time he opens his mouth and does something like this, now, like, what team is really going to say? Any teams that were in the pot now are like, okay, this is interesting. Maybe we want to throw something at this. Well, now he wants a new deal. Well, like, now that's a whole well, different ballgame. I, I, I don't know if that Because now you're going to get three years remaining on a though. deal, and now you're not going to get that. But you have to remember, I mean, the Steelers have a lot more leverage than people are letting on. Even though I, I'm trying, what you're saying doesn't create leverage for the team. The fact is, they've gone through the whole circus. Lev Bell just shot off tweet after tweet every week when they weren't playing, when he wasn't playing and they fell apart. It didn't like it. It matters for the thirty seconds that it's out there, and you know the night that night on Sports Center. But it doesn't. Sort of but but it just doesn't care. After what yeah. doesn't care? Just like it won't. <laughs> just like it'll. You'll get used to him doing that. You know, after the first six weeks of him doing it, it'll it'll go. So, and the Steelers have already proven that they can they can still function. You know, at least somewhat competitively in that kind of an environment. Yeah, so if I was the Steelers. I, I would say we've already we've already seen this before. If you want to just stay away and spout your mouth off about everything, cool. Like that's fine because we're not going to give up give you up for a fourth or fifth round pick. But even if they wanted to do that, even if how you started this conversation was, we are just done with him. We have to get him out of here. We just want a fresh start. You know, like there are several you know fuck you trades the Steelers can make, <laughs> and nobody will ever hear from Antonio Brown again. And I, think, I think the majority of Pittsburgh send your ass to Buffalo. Are like, okay, do like, that. like, yeah. we'll, we'll, and good luck because he, he will not be the same player he was with the level of quarterback that's playing in Buffalo and playing in Arizona. Right I mean, now. just quick take from the non-Steeler fans in the room, though. Without Antonio Brown and team, obviously that's a pretty easy question. Like, okay, yeah, the Steelers obviously are worse without Antonio Brown. I think. But you think, yes, yes. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, I think. But I mean, I want to agree. Sure. Yeah, it's agreed. But <laughs> can the Steelers still contend for the North without Dave? I, but you, I, that, that, you that, let the non. You have, but you have to realize that you can't. If Antonio Brown's gone, then they get something back for Antonio Brown, which could. But it might be a switch. But stands. it might be a second or third round pick, realistically, too. So that might might be something that's going to help you immediately. That's what I'm saying. You don't know that. Well, but I'm, so I'm, talking, I'm talking, talking just simply off losing Antonio Brown without knowing what you're getting back. I think um, no. I, I to me Pittsburgh is always a contender because they usually always are. Uh, they figure shit out. Um, they always do. They just do. It, it may not be right away, uh, but over the past, I don't know, the whole the whole the whole Ben Roethlisberger era. If you want to yeah. just go all the way, they're always a contender. So I don't I don't think. They're a nightmare without it. I th- I still think they could get there. They just can't, especially if Roethlisberger is playing on top of his game. And we, so, and we see, I really believe that, and I fucking hate to say that because it's like, <laughs> but like it, it always, you know, when when he when he's on, you could play with other guys. People step up. They can still run the ball. Mm-hmm. Defense, you know, it's. I I still think they have a shot. Yeah, I, I agree. They still have a shot, and I think you saw it with Connor. Connor ran the ball well. 
He's going to get better, I think, yeah. in, in his second year. Schuster's a great receiver. Uh, not the talent of Brown. Yeah. But yeah, he surprised think, everyone. Think, we, we, we thought he was going to be But also, I think the bigger, the, bigger, the bigger issue with the question <laughs> is, is good. you know, to your, to your point, what you were talking about in baseball, it's like where one guy really – it's hard for one guy to affect wins and losses that directly – I don't think the, there's only one position in football that does that. That's quarterback. 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 So, yeah. you know, and the reason the Steelers didn't make the playoffs this year was not because of their offense. It was not because of they won the game that Antonio Brown didn't play in at the end of the year. Right. So that losing him just on its own, like ben, if you have, like Dave said, if you have a, a, a quarterback in that top, you know, third of the league, you're not going to, you're, you're going to, there is a way to succeed. And the, but but the Steelers need help on defense. That's the problem. That's why Steelers aren't winning. You know, winning right now or not contending is they can't stop anybody. And maybe that's what they get for Brown. Potentially, they but that's what I was saying. Where you have to be like, if you told me you got, you know, you got you got two first round picks for Antonio Brown, or, or you got a, uh, you know, you ended up you ended up having two first round picks, and you get an, another one from another team, or you know, I think I think the craziest trade that I've heard that I think I'm surprised that it wouldn't get done, but. If you're San Francisco, who's picking two, yeah. and the Steelers call you and say, "We'll flip ones with you, and we'll give you Antonio Brown," you, would you do that if you're San Francisco? They'd be dumb not to, right? Well, I mean, to me, not, I mean, maybe not dumb, but like, hmm, I'm not, I'm not losing a first round pick. I'm getting, a, I still have a first round pick, and I'm getting Antonio Brown. I mean, and if you're the Steelers, you're getting to a place, you know. And to Dave's point, in the consistent, you know, the Steelers being consistently in the playoff on every time, the highest. I'm 33 years old now. They picked eighth. That's the highest I've ever seen the Steelers pick. So you're talking about getting into a level of player that you can get with the second overall pick. But, like, but you can replace but, Ryan Shazier. You can you can get an impact player but, on defense, with the, especially but, this but, defensive, but, but, this defensive draft classes. But it's deep, right? Like there's a there's depth in this. But draft. there's still so a really big. Take me, it on but in most drafts, like, there's a huge level between number two. Right. If they can get number two, right? like <laughs> number two is. Could, but are there if, any middle linebackers or anybody well, but, that's but, worth a two? But I'm sorry, if you're number two, like, you, don't wanna, you don't want to this reach is, too high. This is going to be a. This is. Gonna, well, I'm going to open the can of worms. Let's here, do it. But if you're picking two, I'm not picking for need. I'm picking the best player. Pick the best player. And if it's a quarterback, I'm taking the quarterback. Wow, you really you. But you know that's not why happened. We well, just you, said the most important position in the league is is quarterback. And you you're still right. have, and you still you're, have a quarterback for how long? Third, for how long? Yeah, but he's old. For how long? Yeah, Maybe but they a, picked Mason Rudolph, and he went off on a tangent. Third round bums. I'm talking about get the guy. <laughs> exactly. They picked the guy in the third round, and he had they, something they, to say. If they take a second overall pick with the guy, yeah, right. He's gonna get run out of town. No, I don't think so. If you if, if, if there's a guy that you love, if they love Haskins. Or Murray or whoever. They're not. No. I'm just saying. I'm not. I'm not saying this will if ever happen because that. I don't think the Niners. But I don't are think going they should flip a pick, though. I feel like they should get an additional pick. Like, well, if you can get the second overall pick, that's a big difference. That's a huge there. deal. I mean, that, that that's potentially like teams that are good that make the right choice with those guys have a 10 year starter locked in. Like, you know, in a top five scenario. But do you trust them to make the right deal? Yes. The Steelers. I mean, they have not so drafted I, well under Tom. I've, I've said, Defensively, because Antonio Brown has been drafted. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster. James Connor. Off the side of the ball. That's sure, what I'm saying. So that's not a need for them, though. They need D-Hub. Well, like defense. I said, if you're picking that high, I don't think you pick for need. Because the Steelers are not one player away. 
from being a you know uh, yeah, a contender. If, you, if you think you're one player away, then you can make that call. Yeah, you but know? I think yeah, you draft yeah, the best so. player for the future of your franchise, and to me, that would be a quarterback if I'm picking two, because I can get any quarterback I want potentially. So you can get Arizona has one. Arizona yeah. has the first overall pick. They drafted a quarterback last year. Unless they're punting on their top ten pick last year. I don't think they're taking another quarterback. They could be punting. Maybe. The top they could because <laughs> could be. they could be. But And that's one of the ridiculous trades I've heard was the Steelers will get a uh, the, the, the top pick in the second round from Arizona and their quarterback, Rosen. <laughs> no. No. Like, why would we I take a pass? I heard Patrick Peterson in that pick, though. Anyway, so. yeah. like, why would you want to take a guy who's shown he is not yeah. ready to play in the NFL but I've heard, as I've a heard, top player, but as a top quarterback? You've, probably, you've heard Patrick Peterson in that pick, though. That makes more sense. Why? To me, he's draft, a, picks, number one draft picks are the currency. And yeah, but for how much longer? But for how much longer? Like, Patrick Peterson's getting on. And unfortunately, in the NFL, when you're done, you are done. There is, not a, there is not <laughs> yeah, a, like, so. gradual, like, you know, well, fall from grace. Are you, you are, like, out of the league. Like back. Joe Hayden. Then Joe Hayden has stuck around. He's Joe not Hayden. done. When you're done, you're done. No, when you're finished, it's like, over. It's right? it's it's you yeah. could be like, Darrell Revis, and you're done, you're done. That's yeah. A, yeah, no, you're lost on the And, like, in a span of two years, he was on top of the world corner to, he's out. He's a bum. Can't play can't no do more. Anything. You need to play safety, Darrell. Running back and cornerback. It's any quarterback. Quarterback. Peyton well, Manning was finished. Yeah, like it went true. from well, I'm winning the Super Bowl to I'm finished. Yeah. Like any position in the NFL, when it's over, it is over. Now I didn't plan this out, so we have to go into the second topic regarding NFL football. Some Cowboys news. Jason Witten's coming back out of retirement, which I got the text in our group chat. Between Jeff and David, I broke the news. Jeff yeah, broke the news. <laughs> Jeff was Jeff was hot on the story here. Yeah, he was, and no, I didn't. I, 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 I only told you guys because I, I listened to multiple podcasts that day. People and going I said, off about and it. I said no effing way. You didn't like, think he was coming back. I didn't believe it. I'm like, there's no way. Like, how do you Why? leave a comfy gig like you had at Monday Night Football? Because uh, he sucked. Well, and, he, well, he uh, sucked, but, like, but, no, no. but, but there was Today's no talk point. of him getting losing that game. <laughs> the, the, so. the way this was spun, though, was a lot more of a network luring a player who probably could have still played a way to become a broadcaster. Like, Jason Witten wasn't finished. Right. Like, he was still... He wasn't. He wasn't he at like his sixty-three great. ball the year before. Right, but I mean, he was still like to our point where like you fall off the cliff in the NFL. Jason Witten did not look like he didn't belong. Was no, he the best tight end in two For me, it was no. a surprise when he did leave. Yeah, I think people were kind of stunned that he. I would think leave. it was more of a surprise yeah. that he left than that he's coming back. In my opinion, yeah, I, mean, I agree with that. Obviously, I, you think when you're when you're gone, you're gone in football. But like you said, he's he didn't look like he was off the cliff. Yeah, and he could still block even if he's not going to be. On the field, hundred percent of the time, right? He's going to be more than capable. And I mean, he, he's he, Mister Great Locker Room guy. Well, yeah, he's, we want to talk about all the leadership like, crap. The he's, the he's, yeah. he's the boy. Scott loves love. He's the guy. Scott you know, loves um, like you know, kumbaya locker room. Rah rah. Yeah, doesn't criticize each other. And well, if you look at his stats too, he's he's last few years he's he's it's obviously dropped some, but not bad. He's had he's had like like his last playing season was a good year. And I also think a lot of that. Maybe not, because I don't know. He was the Jason Witten was always a dynamic player, but I think the quarterback helped. You know what I mean? Like the fact that you went from Tony Romo to Dak Prescott, I think that was probably that's obviously that's a big yeah, when, you, like, when, you, when you're getting when you're getting passed from number nine, my boy, my yeah. favorite cowboy of all time, <laughs> right. who is Tony Dave? Romo? Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know what I'm saying? Like there, there was, there's just a different level in the kind of passer. 
Tony Romo was to Dak Prescott. That's, that, that Prescott has proven he's a you know a great player and a capable starter in the league. But Tony Romo is a Hall of Fame level player. You ever yeah. think about that? No, I no, But I mean, you know, when Jason Witten, when Jason Witten was putting up, you know, <laughs> he won't, he's a great player. But when you know Jason, when Jason Witten was putting up, yeah, we're talking about Smith. You know, his Pro Bowl Hall of Fame, you know, resume. He had Tony Romo throwing him the football right. majority. Of the yeah, time. so no, I think I think that but might have had something to do with it, and I think also, especially at that age and that level, and you're already paid. I think you're having a lot of fun with your old friend. I mean, you want them all. They're such yeah. boys. They are boys. Romo yeah. and, and Witten are real friends. It's probably a lot more fun playing with Romo than it is Dak. Right. You know, so. But I think I mean I don't know if it was the money or if he was just bored in the booth. They're gonna pay him. He's gonna come back. He's gonna make more money than he was. He still gets to play football, and he gets a start and because uh, Jeff Swain and Rico yeah. Gathers uh, didn't play as well. I mean, right. but Witten is already better than them already, yeah. which is crazy. Not even grandpa. Foot back I mean, yeah, yeah, you're old. Yeah, you're out of football. He's so. But I'm, I am really interested to see: is he be able to move? Is he gonna be able to play the same mm-hmm. one year? Does that change? Is that like? Did you lose a step just in yeah? But depending on back year, to uh, Jason Witten and Le- 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 Le'Veon Bell are obviously two complete you know very different situations. But he's old. There are two players who did not <laughs> play football old. for a year. But like I don't know if like I'm just gonna I'm just gonna be convinced that Le'Veon Bell is gonna come back and you know you go the The records are he's already twenty something pounds overweight. I know. Like so he's already let himself go. So he's not even in good shape. Injury prone guy from the from even when he was in good shape. You know, the idea that that, that that this was, no matter what, in his situation, Le'Veon Bell, I don't think, is going to end up better than he would have been if he, played. If, if he had either signed the deal or had he played, you know, had he gotten, it, had got it, like, signed the extension that the Steelers offered or had he played the year under the franchise tender. Yeah. The only caveat is obviously he avoided a potentially injury. career-ending injury, which, I'm sorry... I don't know if that would have happened. You know, like, to me, that well, wasn't enough of a word. Right. right. But you have to so. think of it like this. Bell is always leading tops in the league in, in touches, whether it be running, right. catching. He has been, yeah. So taking a year off, the amount of taking a year off where. might have taken somewhere off of him if he, if the if those reports are false that he's mm-hmm. 260 pounds. And if he was staying in <laughs> that shape. That would be hilarious. But to me, I mean, I think it's just hard that – it's hard for me to feel like – It's just hard for me to feel like a player is – you know, you're automatically just going to get this um, this better contract. Oh, and, I mean, that's because, a good, good and, 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 and there's not And there's not a year of film to, to prove that you – you know, continued on that trajectory. Yeah, you got a question. Mark. But well, you got you got his Instagram. But, but right just like it takes one team stuff, to, you know? to trade for, you know, one team <laughs> to trade for Amari Cooper, where nobody would offer that. You can reset the market just because a team has the room. Right. You know, Le'Veon Bell may not deserve it, not playing a year in terms of what he was able to accomplish, but the Jets have a hundred million in cap. But yeah. objectively, so, do you think he gets it? Do you think he yes. gets the deal he wants? Yes. Do you think he gets more than Gurley? Because there are teams that need that, and just like we talked about in I, baseball, I if you, if you have the money and you need it, yeah, you think like I think the Jets or the Colts or somebody with that money is going to pay him what he wants. Yeah, I think I could see it happening. He's going to get more than Gurley. I don't. I don't know about more than Gurley. I don't know about more because I think he can still get less than Gurley and still get more than what. No, I, I, I think he'll get what he wants. Like, I, I yeah. think he'll be happy. I, I think he's going to get what he wants. He'll sign. And play. Yeah, well, yeah he's not back. going to not well, play again. Back to, back to Witten. Are you happy? I am. Okay, me too. I I, I just I, I, uh, like I was. Said, you I guess we should have started with that. Yeah, are you guys are you, happy about? But it? are you happy because he's a he's a you know a great player and he's back, or do you think that makes us better? 
I think no, oh. well both, but I, I I think I think it does because I can't tell you how many times I I talked to my friend uh, Donnie Lang. Uh, he's big. He's the biggest Cowboys fan. He makes us look like bandwagon fans. He's a <laughs> maniac. Anyway, uh, I'm gonna let you. I hope you hear this, Donnie. I'm gonna have to send you the link or whatever. Um, I can't tell you how many times we had talked and texted and been like, uh, Witten wouldn't made that play. Yeah. Uh, Witten wouldn't drop that. And it's because like, he wouldn't. You know, Witten was. I mean, it was just he always made the play. He was he, for some reason always was open. I don't know how he was always so open all the time, but he would just be wide open. Well, you even know, with they Dak, just, or was that more Romo? Uh, a ball, more Romo because yeah. all the years. Just, I mean, what I'm saying they had a good um, rapport, but, um, and good chemistry. Um, um, but 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 I I think he makes the team better. I mean, I'm not like, oh my god, we're going to the Super Bowl because right. old man Witten is back. No, I don't think so. But he's already better than the tight ends we got, and and fuck it, he's, why he's not? another you know, legitimate like, option, I think, um, in your passing game, which we're and he can block. He still blocks. He can still. Well, at times play. you guys Great just didn't block. have. I like, think like, would have been like, helpful like, in that in that game against the Rams in the playoffs. I mean, if you guys had another passing option to go to, yeah, would it have helped? I, I think I, so. Yeah, I hope because I mean, like, like you said, Rico Cathers and just went, yeah, not weapons. No, it's just not <laughs> what yeah, it is. There's one tight end I like. They had Blake Jarwin who had a couple big games at the end of the year. He kind of got shut down in the playoffs, but I think I think that could be another thing to where Witten is kind of helps him come along because he was an undrafted free agent, Jarwin. So he's a guy that maybe they didn't think had the talent, but he produced. So if Witten could be a little mentor to him, and then he can play that second tight end instead of being the number one guy, and then that opens up Cooper because. I mean, oh yeah, it helps him out. Yeah, yeah he's yeah they've, they've they've got another threat. So yeah, you have Witten and- across the middle. And he's always, like he said, he's always open. Yeah, for he's some a, reason, I, I still don't know why. And he's I think, open and all I time. think Dak needs needs another safety valve. Even though he made huge plays with Cooper, yeah, that safety valve. Yeah, with and, 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 and what excites me even more, Dak is a hundred percent better now than he was when Witten was there. Right. He's just he's just a better quarterback. Yeah. He's made better plays. He's he's able to you know on the run make Romo like plays. I hate so I have to go back to him. I'm a, I'm a mark, okay? But but uh, but, <laughs> no. he, but there were so many times this year where I'm watching the game and I was like, that's what I'm talking about. That like that's what I've been waiting for. Yeah. But I think so. and uh, and he's finally coming to that like where it seems like he's just better. It, it wasn't. I just remember I would talk with Jeff and I'm like. I just don't think you know. I don't know if he's got it. I don't know this, well, this year. Is what year four? After, yeah, after, yeah. After this, to, to me, this year was a big proving this year for him. I and, and he did where I wanted him to do. I thought I, I think that was right where he wanted to be. I thought this would be his first year starting. So those first, those first couple <laughs> yeah. years, you're, you're I, true. That's I was expecting Romo to play for three more years. I at thought least. so too. I so everyone kind of those, those kind of are learning years to me. I I always hate rookie quarterbacks starting. Or well, like Romo had time on the bench, right? Uh, you know, um, so all of I the mean, best quarterbacks kind of yeah. have. I mean, that's a that's a whole other, you could do a whole other show on that. But yeah, yeah. but so so t- I think Dak is finally to the point where it's like, okay, his talents are finally he's seen he's seen what he can do, and and I think Winton coming now, like you said, is a hundred percent better. To your point with your boy Jarwin, yeah, right. Mental. Like, this is why you bring these guys in. Like, I hate to make that point, but, like, you guys are making it for me. By the way, Blake like, Jarwin, you're welcome that you've been talked about longer than anybody has ever talked about. I mean, honestly, but, like, Jason Witten has no problem being that locker room guy coming oh, in and being the mentor, oh. being the leader in the locker room. Right? No, he is. He is. You're right. I you're mean, right. I think, I think that's something maybe people have missed, no. or at least, or even Cowboy fans have missed, or maybe not even missed, but... It's just something that hasn't been present, I don't think, in that locker room, especially off the offensive side of the ball, is leadership. And there isn't something. Well, they, they all say Dak is. That from you the do. players, but every single... But as a fan, you believe play. that. 
Yeah, the, look, 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 look what he's done this year. It, the, the games that we were super important, that, 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 that. He yeah. was winning them. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, I mean, to Cooper and stuff like oh, that. Course, no. But he's making the plays. He's he's made he makes Fair he point, makes the course. crazy on the throw. Uh, run to Cole Beasley in the back of the end zone. You know, right. I mean, that's now, all that. You, rather, you know, now, so. would you rather have Antonio Brown or or Mari Cooper? I told you Cooper already. Right? You asked me that before. That's right now. I'm good with Mari. I, I wouldn't. Now trade. let me make my point. I'll make my point why Antonio Brown might be better for you. But go ahead. I, w- I wouldn't give up Cooper now because of what he's done. done. Right? Yeah. But if you would have beforehand, here's my here's my conspiracy theory why this might be bad. This oh man, be he's going all okay. Let's go back. Down. What? Right. How are Alex Jones? Right, week seven or week eight, whenever that trade happened. Yeah. Cowboys were done. Roll just snowballing into Jason Garrett getting fired. Finished. All of that, you would have bottomed out. You would have trade. Would, gladly would have traded your first. The deal would already be done. Antonio Brown would be, would be a cowboy. You would trade the first round pick, no problem. He's laughing. <laughs> Jason Garrett would be fired. We'd have a different coach. You'd have Jason Witten would be back now with a new coach. Antonio Brown, no Jason Garrett, or Amari Cooper, <laughs> Jason Garrett. You're hitting the spot. Ah, You're hitting the spot. I'm just saying. Now, let I think, think, think Dave is, not, Dave is not a Garrett fan. But I'm both, I'm neither, most Cowboy that. fans aren't. They, How uh, can you be? Man, I, I hate these questions. Because you know that I'm right. No, I know that I'm right. He's walking away, guys. What a prick. What an asshole. Back and to the left. Back to the left. It's I'm, Kevin Costner I, I, it's, right it's now. So like I, after after um after the Cowboys <laughs> lost in the playoffs, I still first thing I said was like get rid of Gary. I don't care. And I remember I said that right. in the wrestling group right. chat that I'm in. But Amari and they're like, Cooper, oh, you're crazy. Yeah. But I'm like, no, get rid of Amari fucking Garrett. Cooper still, even, the even reason though Jason you know, Garrett is the Cowboys head coach. Yeah, I, I think that's yeah, it's crazy. You can actually now, make that. Now, time. Amari Cooper is a younger receiver. Potentially, you might get more productive seasons out of him because Antonio Brown's age, but. You wouldn't have Jason Garrett. I, I, I'm not sold that Garrett's going to be there the whole year anyway. And uh, Cooper's a much better locker room guy <laughs> than Antonio Brown might be. Yeah, locker room. Scott's like, Scott's already in I'm a Mari Cooper fan. I like Cooper. So I, have to make a, so I have to make a choice? Under those two hypotheticals. Oh, he's going to make you make Basically, a choice. Basically, it's, it's, it's which pair do you like better? Cooper and Garrett. Or Brown and fill in the blank head coach. You could, I mean, Jerry Jones could have went and hired a terrible replacement head coach. Could have got Mike Riley. <laughs> he could have given it to Cliff Kingsbury. He could have been. Oh you know, man, Cliff or, Kingsbury. I that, I'm, 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 fuck. John Kitna. I'm just. I'm going. With, <laughs> I'm going with Coach Red. I'll stay. I'll stay. Oh! Just maybe. Just because I liked what I saw, and I maybe we could do. To something. me, that says Antonio Brown maybe overstating his value. Right now, if he, <laughs> rather, <laughs> if he would rather take Amari Cooper and Jason right. Garrett over a chance to have him. Wow, I think we need to end it on that one. I think that Oh, was... wait, do you think Antonio Brown's a top five all-time receiver? No. I do. All top five all-time? His, his, you look at his numbers, his numbers are nuts. The numbers are pretty unprecedented. And I'm where, not trying, he, I'm uh, trying to be objective uh, there. Like, like, where's he at? Uh, where, like, uh, career right yeah, now? Yeah, yeah, I mean, we got to remember. I mean, I know he's still he needs to, like, young. when he finishes. Well, well, like, six straight thousand-yard years. Like, I mean, he's he's been at the top of the echelon for a long time now. Like, and he's done it. And he's consi- even after, like, coming off probably arguably one of his un- most unproductive years yeah. this past year. Still led the league in touchdowns. Yeah, still led the year. Still led the league in touchdowns. Like, receptions. Crazy. Right. And receptions. Didn't well, no, no, no. Touchdown receptions. Oh, okay. You tied yeah, those touchdowns. Oh, while we're talking about that, what do you think? Would you go with Garrett or would you uh, 
in the hypothetical thing. I'm sticking with what we got. Okay, so we're on the same page. Yeah, okay. All right, that's... Wow. I, I think it was a, an impressive end to the season. Maybe that's what I'm... It, it, I mean, the loss... Other than the loss, yeah. yeah <laughs> to get knocked out of the playoffs, the biggest... Man, I can't, I can't, but, no, I but can't the, wait for the, the NFL the, to roll no, back the, around the, just the to The turnaround, you know, the looking better, Cooper playing the way he is, and now with Jason Witten... I don't know, and, and Dak playing the way he's played, right. and Zeke just being a beast as he always is. Uh, shit. I mean, do you think? Do you think? Just before we get, just before we wrap it up here, Jeff's looking up those stats real quick. Do you think Dak has earned the contract? The contract exchange? after this year, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. think he's I'm, getting? I'm down, you think cool he's going to get it? Because yeah. I think that's been that's been, I wasn't it's been getting kicked around a little year. bit. Me either. No, no. Before this year, the, this like I said earlier, this they was just make a break here. I mean, Super Bowls, but you do they need to go farther this year? Yeah, I'm in the Super Bowl. I, I'm yeah. tired of this bullshit. Yeah. You know? So, uh, uh, but to, to turn around like that, to play as good as they did, and to get as far as they did when no one thought they were going to, I'm, that makes me, I'm, I'm not happy, but I'm okay with it because it was supposed, it was going to be a nightmare if excited. not. You know what I mean? Like, I think I'm excited about next year. Yeah, I, I'm, first I'm, time I'm, in, a, in a while, right? A while. Yeah, yeah. It was hard to get excited. <laughs> I watch him on Facebook, and he's like, "Where's Romo at?" You know, or like whatever. Like, yeah, I, I don't think we're all, we're all thinking the same thing. Get rid of it. You know. So it's it's just it's it's cool to see, and uh, I, I am excited. I think. Uh, okay. Uh, you know. There's something to look forward to. Oh, well, I think. I mean, Jeff, you got those stats. Well, the numbers on Brown. If he gives four more years of what he's been doing in that same ballpark, he'll be top five in receiving. I mean, I, I mean that's great. That's Rice, Owens, yeah, Fitz, yeah. Moss, Antonio Brown. Yeah, the best. I, uh, I, 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 I company. Where's the company to be? Well, I, I say. Will I say? You know, will I say? I will say. Will I say? Will I say? Will he say? I will say that. <laughs> obviously, it's going to be much harder if, if he goes to Derek Carr. Or, you know, he goes and Derek Carr is his quarterback for the next. Yeah, four it's, yeah, that is or, or or maybe Jimmy G though. Potentially, yeah, that would probably be the best landing spot of the well, Aaron Rodgers if the Packers if he yeah. goes to the Packers, but yeah, I don't know some really good suitors out there. Potentially, too. okay, well, with the with the projection, whatever, yeah, showing me, show me, but can't say I would be an asshole. Projection, I mean, trajectory, trajectory, yeah, yeah, trajectory, yeah, projection, trajectory, yeah, the projection, yeah. So, no, no, I can't. Yeah, I mean, to me now, like the best receivers I've seen in my life, and he's still my lifetime, yeah, my lifetime. Moss, To, never enough respect. I think he's there. I think Brown is like right. He's probably. He's definitely in the discussion without a doubt. But guys, I think maybe Marvin Harrison. But I think I think we're gonna I think we're gonna throw him in there. I think maybe. we're gonna call it on this one. I think I think it's over and done with here for this episode. I really do want to appreciate you guys joining us here. I convinced Dave that he loves Jason Garrett. I don't I, love I, Jason that, Garrett. I, mean, I still he, I we have to carry that there. with us now until the start of next season. So and, and it's on record. God, I hate Jeff. <laughs> but like I, I uh, he loves Jason Garrett. No, but I don't love him. I just. In that hypothetical, I'm going to no, go with it. But yeah. I really do want to appreciate it. Dave, he battled Moss tonight. He was getting hit from every angle by Moss. Uh, we Moss heard some squirrels me. getting attacked in the backyard. I thought you closed your like, door. Well, you know what? Hey, it's easy for the dogs. I don't tell you. But I really do appreciate you guys listening to High Ankle Spray the first podcast here. Stay tuned for uh, and download us wherever you guys can on uh, Apple Podcasts or Google Actually, Play. Play yep. So any of your any of your regular outlets, catch us on that. And, and tell uh, your friends. Stop sharing bullshit stuff on Facebook. Share us. <laughs> Share us. Share us. It's a good. Thing. It's a, it's positive. It isn't right. your you know your crap. So. High angle sprain out. <laughs>